Yes, yes, podcast people, what's happening? Welcome to episode one of the Diary of an Uber Driver podcast. I'm Salim T, I'll be your host. This is episode one, entitled How to Manage Your Finances Before and After the Christmas Holidays. Obviously, relevant to the time we're in now, coming to Christmas Day, which is on Wednesday. Relevant for after the holidays too, after New Year's, January onwards, and are hopefully going to be very relevant and beneficial to you across the course of next year, the big 2020. And you know all the cliche stuff, let's make it a better year than this year and beat ourselves, etc, etc. Let's get straight into it anyways. The conversation that triggered this particular episode, it wasn't actually a conversation, so I was working on Saturday morning last week And I was dropping a couple home It was about 8 o'clock in the morning at the latest Between half 7 and 8 They'd been out all Friday night And we sat in the back Having a conversation with each other I was just driving, doing my thing And then Five words Six words in fact That no partner Or person ever Wants to hear was said so the lady said to the man, babe, we've got no money left. If I was typing right now, I'd put about 10 exclamation marks, but I'm gonna repeat it. She said, babe, we've got no money left. Six words that nobody ever wants to hear and nobody ever wants to say. Now, let's get straight into this list that I've compiled on how to manage your finances before and after the Christmas holidays. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you take some value. I hope it's beneficial for you. Let's go. Rule number one, save before you spend. So rule number one, saving before we spend. And I say we because I'm included in this too. Um, We all have, you know, guilty pleasures when we get paid. Things we want to buy, things we've thought about buying over the course of the month. It could be a new pair of shoes, new pair of heels, boots or whatever. My big thing is boots. I love boots, so constantly I want to buy more. Um, But obviously you've got to cut back at a certain point and think, you know what, I've got enough. How often do I even use this stuff? Or how often do I even wear this stuff? So before we get into that, what I'm going to do, is I'm going to try and hold the middle ground here. Um, And the figure is £500 we're going to work with. So £500 you've got left after your expenses for the month, after your rent, your bills, whatever you've got to pay off. That £500 is what you have left. So now we're going to figure out how much we have to spend and how much we should save. And hopefully that's a bit of a middle ground. So if you need to scale it up, you can use the same formula to scale up or you can use the same formula to scale down completely up to you whatever works for you because it's going to be individual to you everyone's situation is going to be different so let's start with that 500 pounds so we've got 500 pound left after all of our bills and expenses personally i like to put away 50 percent of that so i'll do my very best to put away 250 pounds and then i've got 250 pounds left to spend for the month it doesn't sound like a lot but when you break it down once you've broken it down you'll realise how much it is. So what we have, £250 across the course of the month. 
that is £62.50 for the week and £8.90 for the day. So that's what you've got left to budget with. But remember, you've already put your £250 away, so that's your safety cushion. That's your safety net for the next month. And then you keep building upon that. And let's face it, £8.90 a day, it's still a lot of money to spend in a day because let's face it, for eight nine hours we're all at work or commuting, etc., so how much could you really spend on lunch? You know, so you could get a meal deal from Tesco for three quid and you've still got, you know, five night you left over. And it's it's awesome. You get your waters. Instead of buying single bottles of water, get a multi-pack. Keep it at home. Take two, three bottles with you in the morning. Put it in your bag. And that way it will be a lot easier for you. It's just breaking it down to make it easy for ourselves, first and foremost. Um, and these guilty pleasures that we all have, like I said, mine's boots. We don't need them because we've already got enough. I mean, you could go ahead and keep buying them if you want to stay in the same situation you're in. But if you don't, something's got to give. And we've got to start building and building and building and building. The thing is, once you start saving, what I found, once you start putting your money away, you start seeing the fruits of your labour. It increases productivity at work. It increases your happiness in your mind because you realise that, hang on, I'm doing this for something and I'm working towards something. And that will really, really boost your morale as a person, as an individual, so we never have to say those dreaded six words. Babe, we've got no money left. Because we've all been in the situation. I've been in the situation many times before until I started applying this formula. 50% of what you have left is what you need to save. It's simple as that. And you might get to the end of the month and you might have, you know, £5 for the next two days until you get paid again. But it's okay because you can make that last. And if needs be, remember, you've put £250 away. So you could take a fiver out. So £245 you've saved and you've took a fiver out to get you through the next couple of days, and it's still okay because you've still got £245 there, and you're £245 better off than you were four weeks ago. So that's rule number one, save before you spend. I hope that made sense, and I hope you took benefit from it. Let's move on to rule two. Rule number two. Don't buy unnecessary things. So this is actually one of my favourites. Rule number two, don't buy unnecessary things um, or dumb shit. (laughs) However you prefer to address it. So this one is my favourite, my ultimate favourite because the majority of us, I'm going to give you my own example. For about six months, I was getting a coffee or two every single day, either from Costa or from Tim Hortons, and at Costa it's about three fifty. At Tim Hortons it's slightly cheaper; it's about three pounds. But either way, buying a coffee every day is so ridiculous. Like I, I looked back on it, I thought, "Where's my money going?" Like uh, it's it's crazy. So I thought, "Okay, let me cut. I'm gonna stop buying coffees now. I started buying multi-pack waters because I wanted to get more hydrated anyway. And water wakes me up so much better in the mornings. But we'll get to that in a bit." I started wondering where the hell is my money going because I have no idea. And then it hit me, £3.50 coffees every single day. 
it doesn't sound like a lot. It's one of those impulse buys where we think, oh, it's all right, it's only 350. But then you do it for a week, and then you do it for two weeks, and three weeks, and four weeks, and at the end of the month, you've spent £105 on coffees. <laughs> £105 just on coffees. It's ridiculous, it's unnecessary, and it shouldn't be done. Trust me, the same way I'm saying this now on this podcast is the same way I said it to myself. I looked at myself and said, Salim, you're absolutely stupid, you're crazy, you're losing a plot to be spending £100 on coffees. I could go to a supermarket, get a thermos, make a coffee at home, keep it warm for the whole day for £3.50. I could do that for the whole month. Okay, milk and stuff like that. For about £7, I could have coffee for the whole month. Instead, I was spending 105 across the course of a month just so I could have a Costa or Tim Hortons cup in my hand. How ridiculous does that sound? Like, we need to not fall into the trends of... Oh, coffee's cool and coffee's this and coffee's that. Look, everyone's jumping on a bandwagon at some point or the other. But again, coming back to our own personal situations, we have to do right by ourselves, not right by the Joneses. And by the Joneses, I mean, you know the saying, keeping up with the Joneses. We see things that other people have. We want to compete, even if it's beyond our means. We need to live within or below our means. So now we've got coffees out of the way. Let's go to having lunch. We can make lunch at home. Right? We've all got time. And if we say we don't have time, then we're really lying to ourselves. Laziness and not having time are two completely different things. If you said to me, I just can't be bothered, which I said to myself for a very long time. You accept it because you're telling yourself the truth. Just don't lie to yourself. We could easily make our food at home and that way... You've got more money in your pocket. You're in a stronger position to build, save and effectively do the things that you love doing in the future. You're going to end up eating a lot more healthier too instead of eating out every single day. You know, you can make yourself some nice salads. My favourite is a salmon and a boiled potato with some spinach and green beans. I'll take that with me and I'll have it after the gym. I'm actually on my way into the gym. Um, now it's 9.49 on Thursday. Um, so I'm headed in, I'll be there at 10. But anyway, so you, you'd literally end up eating so much more healthy, you'd feel better. And this part about time will make sense when we get to rule number four. But those are the two for rule number two. Stop buying unnecessary, unnecessary things. The, the main one for me and for a lot of people is coffees. It's ridiculous how much we spend on it. We need to stop doing it. Second, try your best to make your lunch at home. Even if it's two or three days a week, it will help. Let's get on to rule number three. Rule number three, manage your time. So this is an interesting one um, about managing time because some of you might be thinking, wait, what's time got to do with finances? And the thing is, I implemented this at the start of the year and I set myself quite a strict timetable. And let's not get it twisted. You can't always stick to it every single day. Things happen in life, right? But they both go hand in hand. Because once you can master your time, then you can master anything. It's about managing your lifestyle, mastering your lifestyle. What you need to do in that day, getting it done. Or what you need to do in that week and getting it done. Smashing through everything. And the more time you have occupied, the less time you have to ponder and, you know, do some online shopping or buying some silly things because you've got no time to do it. 
Honestly, it really, really works. So try your best to have a daily routine. My daily routine, I set my first alarm for 4.45 in the morning because I don't need to get out of bed until 5. So I've left myself that 15-minute snooze time. And trust me, every single day I press that snooze button for 15 minutes. So you have to know yourself too. I know very well that, okay, I need that 15 minutes snooze time. So set your alarm for 15 minutes extra. So then you're ahead of the game. You're not behind the game. Because if you set your alarm for the time you need to wake up, then you've got 15 minutes snooze time. So now you're 15 minutes behind schedule. And then you're going to skip your breakfast at home. And then you're going to go and buy that four pound coffee and that two pound croissant. It all goes hand in hand. It's crazy. Before and after work, you've got those choices. So we've just briefly touched on before work. After work, you also have a choice. You either do something productive, you know, uh, get researching your startup or going to the gym or working on whatever you need to work on. Or you could go out with your friends for drinks after work. And I'm not saying be a hermit and stay at home every single day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's a difference between going out once a week and going out four times a week. A massive difference. So have that choice consciously and make that choice right for you. Don't make it right for somebody else because that's the fastest way to go broke and the fastest way to fail. Simple as that. Do everything for yourself. And when you're out next time, this is a bit of a side side note. Try and notice who's paying with their debit card and who's paying with their credit card. Because once you notice that, then you start figuring out who's in the mirage and who's not. And then you start figuring out where you want to be within that. Do you want to live in your own reality or do you want to live somebody else's? It's completely your choice. So guys, manage your time, set a little timetable for yourself. Rule number four, don't get in debt. No debts. Sounds simple. In reality, it's very, very, very hard. Especially when you're climbing. And especially when you're struggling as well. I'll give you my own example quickly. 2018 was very, very, very difficult. I spent a whole year paying off one single debt. And it was very, very tough for the whole year. It was like money was coming in. Money was going straight out. And on top of paying back the debt, I had my own expenses etc etc and it just was so difficult but the best thing I did and upon reflection the best thing I did was never borrowed money throughout the whole year so I worked with what I had and I budgeted myself to the point where within 12 months I managed to pay back a substantial amount of money it was unbelievable but the point is when you're not borrowing even if you are in debt and you're not borrowing anymore life becomes so much better because you start being more aware of yourself and where your money's going, what you're spending it on, who you're spending it on, what you're spending it on, and why you're spending it. You become so aware of everything. And in a weird kind of way, being in debt is quite a blessing because, you one, you never ever want to be in that situation again. And two, you learn about yourself. You learn how strong you really are and how, how, how much or how a little you can live on throughout the course of a year it's the worst thing ever especially like you know when you know yourself that your financial situation isn't great yet you keep getting emails and letters from banks offering you credit cards and loans don't ever take them because believe when somebody's offering you something they've got something to gain 
especially corporations like banks, because they're fully aware of your financial situation and they're fully aware that you're not in the most stable position. So they're offering you that and making it look like they're trying to help you, but they have something to gain because they're fully aware that, okay, if you max out this credit card, you're not going to be able to afford to pay it back. What do they have to gain? All the interest you're going to pay on those debts month on month on month. And if even if you go for the minimum payment, interest is still accumulating on top. So you end up paying a lot more back than you've actually spent. So please, please, please do not fall into that trap. Try our best not to get into debt. If you're in debt now, please pay them off before you start saving. So apply the same principles that I've laid out as if you are saving that money, but use that money to pay off your debts and then apply those same principles to save your money and then grow and become and be exactly what you want. So that one's that, no debts. And that's the end of the four rules. Yes, yes, my podcast people. That was episode one. I really, really, really hope you enjoyed it. And I really hope you've took some kind of value and benefit from it. I also hope if you have took any value and benefit, then you implement these four simple rules. I've done so over the course of the last year. And it's really, really, really helped me to improve myself, my mentality, my mindset, my physical health, everything. I've improved so much. So I really, really hope that these four simple rules will help you too. And if they have, please, guys, comment. Let me know what you thought. Let me know if you liked it, what you didn't like about it, etc. And please share the podcast. Share it because you just never know who, who it's going to reach. Hopefully, it will reach someone and hopefully they'll take some benefit and improve their life. Thank you for listening, guys. I'll see you next Sunday at 5. <laughs>